0: Well hey there folks, it's kind of podcast time, I ain't done a podcast in a while, I've been kind of busy and to be right honest with you I really didn't give a shit if I heard myself talk at all or not, but uh, I uh, had kind of a wild weekend, for our family anyways, uh, so, so I took my little boy Porter and we went to Buffalo, Texas to a cutting, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, it was real good to me. Uh, the, the Ruby Merrimine wanna check every single day. Every time she walked to the herd, she she uh, won first or second. She, real good. Real proud of her. Put me up to third place in the world standings. I uh, think we're going to pull it off and make the world finals this year if we keep going like this. Uh, my wife... Uh, Kim, she went to, uh, I think it was called Leote, Kansas, or Leoti or whatever, Kansas, and went up to kind of a different deal. It was a, it was a ranch horse competition for nothing but women. So you had a, a team of four ladies, and they took 20 teams for 80 competitors total. And uh, you had to do a trail class where you you know went out there, and you had to drag a calf dummy and open gates and back up at little deal in a hill and a slope and lope around there and over logs and whatever and then of course you did the raining and then of course you had to cut a cow and then after you cut a cow out of the herd you had to uh pen it in a pen down at the end. So uh in the in the you know and you'd work the horse, you'd cut and work just like a cutter and then when you were done cutting you only cut one cow, but when you were done cutting rather than tag off and get another cow, you'd go ahead and drive that cow on out the pen and down around it into a a small uh little pin they had and uh my wife did all right she placed in the top 30 or whatever the reigning i think and and uh she actually split second in the cutting marked a 74 had a real good run uh she showed alley cat royalty uh which is a, a the stallion that we own and stand uh great horse i showed him all over the place uh won a lot of money on him cutting and and, uh in the cow horse and stuff so she had a great time and she's kind of head up with that cow horse deal right now and so uh we're gonna go ahead and let her just take whatever she wants and show whatever she wants wherever she wants and have a good time so uh ethan and Peyton went to a roping in wichita falls and roped outstanding uh just a great weekend for her family So, I've had people talk to me about this this deal that we do, this life that we live. And they say, well, gosh, you know, I'd love to do that, but it's so expensive and I can't afford it. Well, if you think for one second that we could have always afforded to do what we do, you're crazy. In the last 15 years or so, things have just progressively snowballed to get better and better for us. Uh, We had... To change the way we thought, change the way we lived, and uh, you know, definitely keep uh, your top goal as your top priority. So it's kind of like this: there's a few things that you got to remember every day. A crackhead doesn't get out of bed every morning and say, "Hey, I don't, I don't have enough money to do crack today, so I'm just not going to do that." They don't live that way. They don't work that way. They don't, they're not like that. They get out of bed and they say, I need my fix. So they hustle their ass off and usually do something horribly illegal to get the money to uh, get the crack and get their fix. Stay addicted. So, basically what I'm I'm telling you is, is those of you that say I can't do that and I don't know how I'm going to get that. You're getting out hustled every day by a crackhead. By a dope addict. Now, I personally don't like drugs. I've never done an illegal drug. I've never chewed gummy bears with marijuana in them or anything like that. And I ain't judging anybody that really has or whatever. I mean, that's your deal. We all make mistakes. Uh, but I've never been uh, tempted to do that. It just doesn't, doesn't appeal to me to look at something and say, Hey, that's a you know, horribly toxic substance. I'd like to put that into my body. So, but but the crackheads damn sure seemed to out-hustle the average everyday person. So, okay, now we move on to another thing. Kobe Bryant once said that once you know what excellence feels like, it gives you a platform upon which to build all other endeavors in life. And when I heard that, it really, really changed the way I thought and felt and, uh, you know, maybe acted and behaved. And that's what I love about about like cutting or roping or the rain cow horse or anything that we do is because you're going to lose. Okay, nobody starts out just kicking ass everywhere and winning everything. You're going to lose. And it's not going to be fun. And it should hurt. And it should bother you. And, it, and you should learn something every time you lose. Now, if you're one of them type of people that tries to get everybody else tore down on technicalities on silly little shit you're going to be a loser your whole life just go beat them don't get so worried about well so and so's not doing this or they're doing this or I think that's not again you know hey just just concern yourself with you and 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 don't worry about that and go beat them and then like so my son Porter last week he wanted a new cutting saddle he had a rope and saddle Uh, He had a ranch cutting saddle, but he didn't have a real live, genuine Buster Welch-Tree authentic cutting saddle for him. So he wanted one. So he had a rope and saddle, a youth roper that he had kind of outgrown, and and, uh, he sold his rope and saddle, and he sold a few calves, and he had a little jingle in his pocket, and he ordered him a brand new cutting saddle from Teske's, and he was very proud of it when he got it. And uh, he did it all on his own. Now, he didn't sit there and mope and whine and say, well, that's going to cost a lot of money. I don't know what I'm going to do for it. He didn't, he's 11 years old. He didn't ask his mom and dad for a nickel. He saddled himself the responsibility and said, I'm going to get that because I want that. And, and when he went to the cutting with me, he wanted to ride a turnback horse. So we took old Roger with us, an old bay rope horse that he got to ride that takes care of him and and he received some compliments on his saddle throughout the weekend that made him feel very good and and it was it was great it was awesome and so what i'm telling you is is you you've got to uh saddle yourself with that responsibility and that's what i love about cutting and roping and barrel racing and all that stuff that we do and and cow horse and we know that it costs a lot of money and we know that it requires a lot and yeah, we could spend that money on other things, but we don't really desire other things. I mean, I don't have a boat. I don't want one. I don't need one. I don't have a four-wheeler. I don't have a side-by-side. I don't have a big, huge hunting camp or a hunting lease somewhere. Uh, I, that's just not what I do. I stay focused on what I want to do. And we know that this life: okay, we got to have nice horses. We got to train them. We got to board them. We got to feed them, groom them, care for them, vet bills. We got a plenty of cattle to work we got a facility to work out of a barn to put them up in we got to have a home to live there and, and be there all costs money real estate to put it all on costs a lot of money and so we go ahead and do what it is that we got to do to to make that happen we just know that that's what life demands of us and so we force ourselves to go that extra mile so we can do what it is that we want to do and we you know, really don't want to do things illegally like a drug addict. So we, you know, conduct our business and our lives as such. Uh, you know, I, I uh, personally, I'm not a big drinker. I just, I just don't really like it, and I don't like hangovers. I don't like headaches. I don't like feeling sluggish. I'm kind of an energetic, go get them type of person, and I know that's what alcohol does to you. So when everybody says, "Hey, let's get together and, and uh, crack some beers and have a barbecue Friday night," I don't say, well, you know, I'm sitting real good in the world standings. That sounds kind of fun. I'm going to go do that. No, that's that's for them. And that's fine if that's what they want to do. But it's not for me. And I just have to tell people, hey, look, I can't do that right now. You know, I got uh, some, some guys in my church that are getting a hold of me saying, hey, man, we ain't seen you at church for a while. Uh, you know, we offended you. Is something wrong? Are you okay? I'm like, hey, look, guys, I love church. I love y'all. I love being there with you but right now i'm trying to win a gold buckle i'm trying to make the world finals and i i just i'm sorry but i can't be there on sunday every sunday because i'm gone all the time now when this year gets over i've got some other plans for life and things are going to change a little bit and i'm going to have more free weekends focus a little bit more on aged events uh, periodically uh, you know maybe go once a month or something instead of every weekend so that that's kind of where life's going to be geared towards next year but right now with this weekend Holland deal you know so so what I'm telling you is stay focused and make those life changes every time you pass a Carl's Jr or McDonald's or a Dairy Queen Whataburger whatever override that desire to hit the brakes and pull in there and spend 20 bucks and make yourself a sandwich at home or something and save that money. Don't be spending that money. I mean, I know guys that, that literally buy a box of beer every day, you know, twenty bucks a day is six hundred dollars a month, seventy two hundred dollars a year over ten years at seventy two thousand. Now how much could you go on seventy two thousand? I mean you could go buy yourself a, a decent horse for thirty, forty thousand and go show the shit out of it and have a good time on the other thirty. And if you if you say, Well that's ten years down the road, you're right. But think about how fast the last ten years went by. And it's those every little day things. And then when you couple that with the, with the stops at the fast food restaurants and the gas station junk and all that, it, it overrides your life. Your stomach controls about 90% of you. And so we, we have to do things a little bit differently, and we have to control our appetites and control what it is that we do so that we get to do what it is that we want to do and uh like my wife's not a big clothing shopper she's not a big spender uh she's very frugal I mean tighter than both bull's ass in fly season. most of the time if you want to know the truth she's she's a lot more uh tight with money than I am you know but yet she never never really throws a fix she knows that if I spend money she knows I'm always going to take care of the family I'm always going to pay the light bill uh I'm always going to go ahead and, and take care of us you know before I go and spend money on something silly. Now, the other day, uh, you know, I could use another working dog on the ranch. Now this ain't a pet, this is a working dog, okay? We need dogs to help handle them cattle. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, I could really use another dog and I really can't afford to go spend 20,000 on a good finished trained working dog. So I'm gonna have to train one myself. And I bought a pup last night for a thousand bucks. And to some people that's really not a lot of money and to other people that's a shitload of money. But I looked around and I, I went back to a guy that I'd bought some dogs from in the past that raises excellent dogs. And I says, hey Ryan, what you got? And he, he sent me a video of a four month old pup. It looked like it had a lot of cow sense. It really looked like it wanted to work livestock. Real aggressive. Yeah, had a little style to it. Uh, border Collie registered female. He said, I want a thousand bucks. This is perfect. I texted my wife and I said, He said, send me the money on Venmo. I texted my wife and I said, Send this guy a thousand bucks. And uh, she never even hesitated, never even questioned me. She said, Okay. She said, What's it for? And I said, I bought a dog from him. And she was like, Oh, I don't know if she was real excited about it or whatever, but at the same time, she was like, Okay, that's your deal because she knows I'll take care of the family long before I do other stuff and and she also knows that them good dogs will will help us down the road and in the future so um you know and and like I say I mean I I bought a new saddle last month because I needed another cutting saddle and I'd been wearing a bunch of them out and she said uh I I told her I'd ordered one and everything else and and she never even hesitated she was like oh yeah no problem you know no big deal so you guys out there, control yourselves. You know, I got a phone call from one of my customers. It's kind of a disheartening phone call because they've got a couple of horses with me. And one of them we need to sell because he's just not good enough to go in. And the other uh, is a very, very promising young dual ray filly. And this lady calls me, texts me on Sunday and she says, you need to call me ASAP. I was like, oh, dear. So I called her back and I was at the cut in uh, buffalo there and, and she said uh just so you know my you know whatever is not supposed to come and pick up those horses or have anything to do with them they're mine she goes he's he just drinks way too much i'm the one that works he doesn't have a job he doesn't make any money he said, he drinks a box of beer a day he got drunk started beating up all the horses here last night went into it into a rage and and i kicked him out she said, i was kind of you know worried and and uh, scared of what he might do next and, and she goes, I did, I just told him to get out kicked him out well, I, was, I, was, I was sorry to hear that, very sorry I don't want to see anybody go through that but there again, I, I want to look at that guy and say look, dude, you got a family here you got a wife, you got you got life going on and you can't stop drinking why? I mean, go get some help but you got to want to do that yourself go get some help you know, and uh, it is very costly, you know alcohol is probably one of the oldest, if not the oldest uh, abused substance on the face of the earth, and it's sad to see people abuse it but but uh, that's why it's generally best to just stay flat away from it and just not touch it so uh and and what it is it's going to get in the way of everything else and then of course it, it the ripple effect affects people because like here you you got me who's their trainer and i'm fixing to lose you know several thousand dollars a month worth of income because i i know this deal ain't going to go good it's it you know we i'll bet you within 30 days both them horses are gone so it affects me it's affected you know i mean you you put somebody now you're going through a divorce it's very costly for everybody the the attorney's come out pretty good on those deals usually but uh, all because somebody couldn't, couldn't curb their appetite for a substance so I don't really care what you want to do in life but figure out what you want to do in life and then go do it to the best of your ability and when you lose don't get mad and upset that somebody kicked your ass learn from it if somebody's beating you all the time watch what they're doing and then try to duplicate it and maybe even take it a step farther so you can actually beat them you know, go get, you know, go get some advice. Once you know what excellence feels like, it gives you a platform upon which to build all other endeavors in life. And that's something that uh, it might take you a while, but once you know, like like we'll use cutting for example. Once you know what it's like to just go mark a blue collar penalty free seventy point run. Once you've marked that first seventy, you're gonna you're gonna raise the bar. next time you mark a 70 it's not going to be that big of a deal to you because you've already marked a 70 it's not that big of a deal and then one day you're going to mark a 71 and then you're going to mark a 72 and then 3, 4, 5, 6 and once you mark those big scores you're going to know that you're capable of it and you're going to know that your horse is capable of it and you're going to want that to go on frequently and so you're going to keep raising that bar And keep working harder. And keep trying harder. Or you should anyways. And then you know that one day you're going to need a better horse. You're going to need a better saddle. You're going to need a better truck. You're going to need a better trailer. And you're going to force yourself to do better. So that you can have those things. And live that life. And that's what I love about what we do. You know, 10 years ago, I never would have dreamed that I would be in the position that I'm in today. And I hope in 10 more years, I'm in a much better position. The purpose of life is to constantly progress. You know, like, I was thinking just the other day, I was listening to Dave Ramsey, and he was talking about investing $100 a month for when you're 25 to 65. And by the time, you know, over that 40-year period when most people retire broke, you could actually retire with a very, very large amount of money. As a matter of fact, it equates to, you know, investing out in mutual funds about $1.2 million. So, uh, and you could just go down to your local bank and talk to your local bank about how to invest that money and and uh, come up with, with, with that. They'd help you get into it. So, again, $100 a month. That's $25 a week. Most of y'all spend more than that on coffee, on knickknacks at the grocery store. And it keeps you from becoming wealthy and so my wife and i were talking uh this morning i said hey look i says i got a, i got a new idea everybody when they when their kids go out there and get married they try to put them on a big fancy wedding and it's all about the bride and it's her only day and she's dressed in white and they want to go spend i mean it's nothing anymore dropping the bucket to spend 10 to twenty thousand on a uh on a wedding I said, what if instead you put on a very simple wedding, very, very simple, very common, and you turn around and you go ahead and, and uh, you, you invest. You say, hey, rather than spend 10000 on a wedding, I'm going to spend 5000 on a wedding, but I'm going to put the other 5000 for you and your spouse into a mutual fund. And we're going to let that become an interest-bearing account. And don't touch it. You know, if you put $7,000 into a, into a mutual fund, in 14 years, it's going to turn into about 250000 So can you imagine what that'd do? Compound interest. What that'd do over, over the course of 40 years. You know? And uh, if you can afford to do more, and then keep adding to it. Keep adding, instead of $100 a month, do 100 bucks a week govern yourselves now, I can promise you one thing if you think it takes you $5,000 a month to live on you're going to make $5,000 a month but if you only make $1,200 a month you're going to learn to live on it so learn to live on whatever it is a fraction of your income and, and you might have to go get a second job you might have to pick up extra work but then once you know what excellence feels like it gives you that platform Upon which to build all other endeavors in life. If you're broke all the time, you know you're broke. You're used to being broke. You like being broke because you keep doing it. But once you know what it's like to have a bunch of money in your pocket, all of a sudden that bank account starts getting lower because you've been spending money and you start to panic. And and you, you get where I'm going with that? Because, you know, it's kind of like having... Uh, a, a dozen Cokes in the fridge, you know, like, and, and you're pretty pretty willy-nilly with them. You know, you just drink them whenever you want, and pretty soon you get down to having, you know, two Cokes in the fridge, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm down to two Cokes. I better go buy a box of Coke or Pepsi or Mountain Dew or whatever it is. Now, on the flip side, if you've only ever had a Coke or two in the fridge a week, you're used to it. You're like, oh, shit, we're out of Coke again. You know? So... But, but once you know, see, like where we live, we don't live right, right in town right next to a grocery store or Walmart or whatever. So we got go to go town and we, we buy our groceries like three, four weeks at a time because we can't run to town every single day. That'd be stupid. So govern yourselves, train yourselves and put yourselves into those positions to get what it is that you want. So that you can have the life that you want. Because that's what we've done. And we're not where we want to be just yet, but we're working towards it. And it gets better and better all the time. It's like a snowball. And then some things we do that we find out later on we don't like it. So we just quit it. We just walk away from it. We pull the plug. You know? And and there's people out there that in the horse world, for example, they say they got a horse that they really can't win on. And you say, well, why don't you sell it? Get another one. Well, I can't because then I won't have a horse. Now, hold on. Slow down here. Let's take these entry fees you're spending that you can't win with. Let's take this horse you're riding that you can't win with. Let's sell the horse because one man's junk's another man's treasure. It's going to bring something. Let's go sell it for all we can sell it for. And then that money you've been going with, let's just stop. And let's just take six months out of our life to do nothing but get that second job, that weekend job that you, you spent going to the horse shows that you really can't win with. Work a second job, save up that extra money, buy a better horse, and then turn around and try it. it again. It's crazy how life-altering that becomes. Crazy. I've done it. It worked. I've 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 sold horses in the last ten years that ten years prior to that I'd have give you my left arm for. Her. And now I'm like, ah, that horse ain't good enough. Well, is he good for something for somebody? Yeah, but he wasn't good enough for me at the level that I want to compete at. So you you get where I'm going with that. You always keep doing what you're doing. You always keep getting what you got. If you like what you got and you like what you're doing, keep doing it. If you don't, change it. I hope this helps somebody, somewhere, somehow. Okay? Make good decisions. I, I got this little inspirational, motivational quote thing that pops up on my phone every day. And it said, Today, make a decision that will help you in the future. I thought, hey, that's a good idea. Because on the flip side of that, it's also saying, don't make a decision today that you will not like in the future. You do it that what you want. I'm gonna get back to it. This is Scott Hume from somewhere on the plains of Texas.